0: Hello everyone, this is Aditya Mehta and you are listening to the brand new episode of Podcast on Personality Development. In this episode, I had a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur, the founder of Imperial Jewelry. She is Priya Maheshwari and it has been a delightful conversation. And I was a little nervous before this as I wasn't recording any episodes for over a month due to my focus shifting towards a project which I was working on. But hey, now I'm back with some great episodes. And in this episode, we talk about Priya's entrepreneurial journey, and we talk about productivity, me time, and we also talked a bit about feminism. So I really hope that you like this episode. And if you do, share it with your loved ones. And without any further ado, let's get started. hello everyone this is aditya mata and you are listening to podcast on personality development it is said that failure is a stepping stone to success but how many of us actually have believed in that statement and have started something without fearing failure i am pretty sure most of us will say no to that because we always fear failure. But today on the show, we have a person who has failed not once, not twice, but five times, but on the sixth time, I would I am a cricket lover, so I'm going to tell on the sixth delivery, uh she just came out of her crease stepping on the front foot and she hits a youth sixer and that's something which we all want to know as well especially i want to know uh so here she is today she has now a successful brand which is known as emprial i'm sure i'm pronouncing it right and you know i'm i'm really curious to know about her journey Uh, being failed five times and then hitting a super sixer on the sixth time. And she has been, she has been the mother. She has been a daughter-in-law. She has been a wonderful wife. And at the same time, she has been a wonderful entrepreneur. Please allow me to welcome the very amazing, priya maheshwari hello priya how are you doing
1: hi aditya lovely to be here and thank you so much for having me
0: well it's it's a it's a pleasure having people like you i must say because uh, it's it's people like you who actually give a great learning uh, to the people who actually wants to add their add, add values in their lives and you are the one to provide those values in the lives you know of the people so i i, I really appreciate you are on the show today taking out your valuable time and uh, i will i am really excited to actually know more about you and i'm pretty sure audience will be excited for that as well so if you can give your you know like brief introduction about what you do right now and a journey which you have seen in your entire entrepreneurial career, uh, that that would be also great, yeah.
1: Wow, that's that's a lot of information. Okay, so let's um, uh, let me start with uh, telling you what I do. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Empreal, which mm-hmm. is a specifically color stone jewelry, contemporary jewelry brand. We specialize in natural emerald jewelry. Uh, natural emeralds which have no treatments whatsoever so they're more harder to find and also our jewelry is very contemporary very lightweight Uh, it's something to be worn on a daily basis being a mother an entrepreneur a daughter-in-law being socially very active I needed my jewelry also to be multifaceted it had to be able to be worn right from going to drop uh, going to school to drop my kids to like a kitty event or to like a bhajan then back to like my office uh, also for an evening out. So, I believe that uh, jewelry should, should be such that you can wear on a daily basis and not just meant for your lockers. Mm-hmm. And I think colors add a lot of uh, vibrancy in your life. So, that's the line that we started. And we started this about in 2019. And we got a fabulous response. And in fact, we started it online. And uh, the lockdown, in fact, kicked our business ahead. It gave us a push, people who would. Never think of buying jewelry online before the lockdown. Also turned to looking online. We, we were right there. So I think it was a great opportunity for us. So that's how, that's what we do at Emprial. Uh, also, let me tell you why Emprial. Emprial is literally Emerald, Empress, Imperial, Royal by Priya and Noval. That's our surname.
0: Wow. Wow. that's That's a pretty great uh, name and a pretty good thought process, I must say. Because uh, and and I I feel like uh, you know normally Gujaratis and Marwadi's love multitasking, and they want uh, you know their products to be multitasking as well. And you have actually done that. I feel uh, you know you you are truly a Marwadi in that sense. I'm as Marwadi as they get. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty amazing, and I'm really loving this conversation right away. Uh, So before, you know, getting started with the actual conversation, I would really like to ask you about the five attempts which you made into the entrepreneurial journey and what were they? Mm -hmm. And during that phase, you know, like people tend to lose hope as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. How did you kept that hope of becoming the entrepreneur and kept going ahead? So, what was that secret in- ingredient as well? I would like to know that as well.
1: Truly no secret uh, no secret ingredient whatsoever. After having both my children, I decided that uh, I needed something to add more meaning to my life. Of course, kids brought in a lot of meaning, but I needed a dimension which is truly me away from, you know, not just being somebody's mother, but I had to be me completely. And that I would only get where I was proving myself somewhere at a workspace. Uh, so I thought brainstormed a lot of ideas of what I could do. Because being a mother is also challenging in terms of time. At that point of time, you're not able to give 100% to any job that you start. And especially mm-hmm. planning a startup when you just had a newborn is very difficult. Yeah. So I thought what I could do, the first thing I came up with through a friend, he encouraged me, we thought we would trade in pet
0: coke.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a of petroleum manufacturing. And we booked a ship and uh, we thought we we're going to import from Houston and sell it in India. We um, Cement companies buy it and we spoke to a couple of cement companies. We had mm. a buyer ready. We had a ship ready to get the product. We were going to go to Houston to buy it. And then uh, the hurricane happened in Houston a couple of years ago. Mm. And all the refineries actually had to shut down uh, for a month. And that year there was no uh, extra pet coke production which they could ship to India. Thankfully, I did not enter after doing all the research, uh, was Mm -hmm. not able to start it and it was actually a blessing in disguise because that very winter, Supreme Court of India actually banned the use of pet coke because of all the smog Mm -hmm. in Delhi. Mm -hmm. So it was a narrow escape that we had. So it was brilliant. Uh, Secondly, after that whole failure, and then when we realized that's not a business I could go back to. Uh, I came across somebody who was in touch with a lot of expats in Jaipur. I live in Jaipur. So there are a lot of expats living here. So I thought being a mother, I knew that uh, women are always looking to enhance their kids' skills, skill sets.
0: Right. So I thought,
1: why don't I get these expats together and get them to give uh, classes to children. So I hmm. uh, for an entire summer, I did two batches, in fact, wherein I got kids together and then I got uh, all these expats together and they would train and I would be the facilitator. And after doing two classes, I realized it was not working out because, of course, the expats are not very serious about it and they're frequently moving around. And ultimately, it was me who was doing all the teaching and uh, it was not a sustainable business model at all. And yeah. that had to be shut down. Then after that, I thought, uh, what else can I do? So I decided to get into the business of handbags. I hunted down a couple of manufacturers, uh, vegan Uh, non-leather handbags the kind of bags that you get at Zara the hand woven ones and the one with beads all of that so so I found a couple of manufacturers I actually drove down to Agra got a box of their rejects that they were not able to sell to all these brands and Mm. I thought I could create a brand name and I could sell those I got it and I showed it to a couple of my friends around and um, nobody actually seemed to like it (laughs) they were truly rejects and gotcha. uh, I tried to sell it at a couple of other places, but uh, ultimately nobody was buying it. And I realized I wouldn't use it, so how mm. am I going to sell something that I personally don't like it as well?
0: Right.
1: That business also didn't work out. Uh, then I, there is a ex- expo that happens in Greater Noida, mm. and wherein uh, there are people, handicraft people from all across India, and they uh, showcase the wares, and uh, all the prices are very different from what you see at stores. So I went and attended that and I thought I'll come up with a gifting solutions company. I got my visiting card printed and we started gifting. I thought I'm going to do gifting solutions where I'm going to list all the products that you can, like if you have a wedding or a function at home and you need to give so many kinds of gifts. Hmm. So I thought if somebody comes to me with a budget, I can show them, you know, okay, this is what you can do in, you know, in metal or in glass or in like, you know, these are the various options for gifting and so. Got a complete database. I created Excel sheets, products. uh, What are the possible pricings? What is the minimum uh, MCQ? Mm. Did all the homework. Came back home and uh, was ready to get my first order. And a relative told me, oh, you know what? I'm looking for this. And Mm. I was like, wow, perfect. I'm the perfect person to help you. Let me help you out. And I showed her all the options I had. And frankly, nothing worked. Even though she was looking for a gift, I was not able to cater to her in any which way. I had nothing that was suiting her needs and her needs are very basic. Hmm. And I realized that, okay, um, firstly, just by pictures, nobody's actually buying it. I need to create stock and uh, it's a very fast moving line. You know, I cannot have Hmm. the same gift sets for the next 10 years, right? It Hmm. has to be changing uh, every month. So it has to be changing more frequently than that. So that business also did not take off. Right. Uh, I think uh, so. After all these trials and errors, and starting so many things, I knew one thing for sure that I ultimately have to work, come what may. There was no doubt in my mind that okay, just because I failed at something doesn't mean that I'm gonna stop working or I'm not gonna try it again. Uh, hmm. Something or the other had to work. And also, one of the biggest motivating factors in my life was my father, who was very particular that you know, now that you've had your kids, to Marwadi sethani you need to apply your mind somewhere and. Right. Uh, is now working okay so i and actually in fact i didn't want to do uh didn't want to get into jewelry because uh, my family my in-laws are into are a part of the jewelry segment and i thought that you know if i go into this segment how will i have my own name and my own face i'll become a part of the whole crowd and i will not be able to create an identity right but then I started attending shows and mm-hmm. uh, by attending jewelry shows um I got a. I helped a couple of people curate their entire wedding trousseau, mm-hmm. and that gave me a lot of confidence that okay, I do have knowledge which is a lot more than an average Indian would have in terms of understanding jewelry. So I started attending shows, and from there I got the idea that I found that there was a dearth in the market for color stone jewelry, which is of a certain segment. Mm-hmm. Um, emerald jewelry was available, but it was all at a very high price point. Our, our first collection actually was emerald earrings under the range of one lakh rupees. So, in fact, nothing was higher than 70 80,000 rupees, and they were all very wearable office wear jewelry. Mm-hmm. And so, that's the first collection that we made, and we tried uh, to sell it online. And of course, COVID came in after that, right after we launched our first collection. So, there was uh there have been challenges of of course all the way through but uh, you know having a belief in myself that okay there is no way out I mean I Mm. have to I have to work there is no other way out I think that really
0: helped wow that's that's a pretty amazing story and you know I was just listening to it uh, you know like very curious about okay what's going to happen next what's going to happen next what's coming next and uh, i i really appreciate you sharing the entire story in detail because what happens is when when a person fails in one or even couple of things they tend to lose hope but you know to keep that hope high i feel uh, what you had was dedication uh, you know, and that dedication literally helped you to achieve your you know entrepreneurial goal that you want to create a brand of yourself, and no matter what happens, but you are you are going to create a brand and you are doing you have done it successfully. So I feel that's that's really, really amazing. Uh I feel most of the people who are uh you know trying to be entrepreneurs, uh there, there are chances that they they might not work out. But I feel when they'll be hearing your story of, you know, failed attempts and finally you did something which, you know, nowadays it is very famous for. I feel people will have a hope risen in their uh, mind as well. So amazing, amazing story. Uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. However, during this journey, uh, Priya, like there are most of the people who really suffer with financial problems, okay? So, finance is something for an entrepreneurial journey. It's really, really important. Mm -hmm. And you being, uh, you know, failed already like in five businesses and then you were going to start the sixth one how did you manage your finance in such a way that you don't lose much of the money?
1: I think that's a brilliant question. Frankly, I was always very clear that I did not want to do a capital intensive business at all. I did not Mm -hmm. want to borrow money from anybody uh, because I wanted to do this on my own. Because Mm -hmm. one the moment uh, I, I felt and I'm sure it's not valid for everybody, but I felt the moment I borrow money from somebody else, I become more responsible towards it. And um, I, since I came from a point of having no experience whatsoever, having you know knowing in knowing how to deal with it, I couldn't take the chance with somebody else's money.
0: Right.
1: Uh, so I wanted the freedom of experimenting on my own. So all my businesses that I told you, in fact, one of I didn't mention, I also thought of starting an events company. I was always very known. For handling events very well and I thought that's something I could do like start off with small events and grow it into a big event company and I realized that being the kind of setup that I come from I will not be able to do late night parties I will not be able to go all all days and with my young kids it was not a feasible business So finance was something that i was always very careful about that I definitely was not going to be investing a lot of money to start my business. I was going to get a business up and running and I was going to run it for some time before I invested a lot of money in it. Even though ultimately I started a jewelry brand, we started with a very, very minimal investment. And the way we grew it is from the profit of the first collection, we made the second collection. From the profit of the second collection, we made the third collection. So Mm -hmm. we didn't actually invest a lot of money right in the start. And also, when I started the business, I was literally, they say, right, the CMD, the, you know, the Malak and driver, whatever. I was everything. I would literally go buy the packaging. I would actually pack it. I would actually make the product. I would uh, would even go to the shop to put it to courier. Uh, We had no employees when we began. Okay. So I literally, I know the entire process. I have roamed around Jori Bazaar ki with that one earring. Okay, that first I need to take it to setting. Now I need to take it to polish. Then I need to take it to rhodium. So which is why I know the entire business really well, because I have done each and every bit of it on my own at the beginning. And mm-hmm. we were very bootstrapped. Uh We did not spend any money. We made sure we had no overheads. Like We had no overheads whatsoever so that we we cut down on all our costs and made a product which is very very reasonably reasonably priced and we also sold it, sold it at a very reasonable price so that we could sell it quickly you know earn hmm. get our investment back earn some profit and then invest that same little amount again
0: you know wow. to keep the
1: wheel turning yes
0: wow that's that's pretty amazing i mean i i'm smiling the whole time because you know, I can completely relate with that uh, because this podcast is also like, you know, uh, Chalak B or Malak B, both are the same person. Okay. And, uh, you know, like starting from directing the podcast, content writing, what contents uh, needs to be come up next. Uh, the Instagram handling, initially I was doing it on my own, now I have given it to someone else. So I completely relate with what you said, you know, like entire thing, doing it by yourself and you get a great knowledge of the business which you are in, okay. However, this itself reminds me of the day when I started this podcast as well. I, feel like I, was, I was pretty much, you know, like how am I going to do it and oh. from how am I going to do it, how can I do it better? You know, it's it's a whole journey, I would say. And I'm pretty sure you would agree with that because you might be thinking the same thing.
1: 100% I agree with you. And also I believe people who start off with having, I mean, there's nothing wrong in starting off with the bigger team. But I feel unless you know each aspect of your business, you can never succeed because you're never going to understand the pain point of the person who's working for you. right? right. Unless you've done it yourself, you're not going to understand And also, you're never going to be able to teach him because then you're absolutely reliant on the other person to do the job and you have no idea how to do it yourself.
0: That is so true. That is completely true. I mean, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, these are the things which I, you know, really appreciate when people be vulnerable and share their own story, you know, without any ferriters in it. Uh, So, that's the best part, I would say. And you are doing exactly that. So, great job. Priya, and I And no one can actually believe that this is your first podcast. And in the future, I'm pretty sure I'm going to brag as well. You know what, her first podcast episode was recorded with Aditya Mehta on podcast and personality development. I
1: don't believe that at all. I'll be the one bra- bragging that, oh, you know what, I actually got to do a podcast with Aditya because I know you're going to make this podcast into the real deal. And it's going to be one of the best podcasts that there is on Indian content
0: well i'm pretty sure uh, i'm going to do that uh, but you know thank you so much for saying that i i have a good confidence on myself sometimes but you know those are great words i i i'm literally overwhelmed with that so thank you so much however going ahead uh, priya you you mentioned that you have two kids with those two kids, uh, being a good wife, being a good daughter in law is al- always important in an Indian family, I would say. Yes. And you you being in a Marwadi family, which is, you know, like again, super tough being a daughter in law and that. Like I am a Gujarati myself. So, and uh, Gujarati and Marwadi are, you know, a bit of hand to hand, very similar, very similar culture. And being in that situation, okay. You have to handle all the things, and at the same time, because you're handling so much things, you need to have your me time as well, your personal time as well. And since the next season is somewhere related to that, I'm not going to, uh, you know, announce the next season right away because that is something which I'll. Yeah, I I want to. Big reveal later. Yeah, I'm going to really reveal it later, but. You know, this is something which is really important that, you know, handling each and every responsibility of yours, still doing good in business is something which is very commendable. And I would like to ask you exactly that. Like, how do you do that? What's, what's the mantra which you follow where you can do each and every responsibility of yours very amazingly?
1: Uh, I No mantra to say, but uh, I think multitasking, I think women are trained to multitask in any case, right? It's something that's fed to us right from birth. Um, I was already a mother and a daughter-in-law, a daughter, and I think all relationships are very, very important. You need to nurture relationships for them to grow. So that is very important. At the same time, uh, you need to, your professional life is very important. It It makes you who you are. And in between both these spaces, you can never forget who you truly are as a person and what are your passions. You can, right. you know, if you let's say, oh, I'm going to do that later in life. There is no later. In, we've never seen what is later in life. Right. So I think at any given age, you need to follow your passions. For me, my one of my passions is traveling and reading. And I make sure that I'm perpetually reading a book. Like I always have a book going on that I'm always reading. And I'm always uh, in the mode of planning some small vacations, big vacations, always trying, traveling and exploring newer cultures and explore, speaking with people from different nationalities. That gives me a high. So mm-hmm. it, with, uh, you know, managing my social life and commitments towards my house and children, and of course, my commitments towards the building. I also make um, uh, building my business. I also make sure that I take out time for myself. There is no balance. Balance is a myth. Like, let me tell you, balance is an absolute myth. At any given point of time, one thing is a priority. I can never say that on any given day, I have been able to prioritize my kids as well as my work, as well as myself. No, it doesn't work like that. Um, The moment I feel my kids need me, I have to be available to them. And uh, that's a priority for that particular day. Then if there's something happening at work, uh, of course, work is a priority and my kids understand that. And when I've had enough of both of these aspects, then I give time to myself. And I prioritize myself and I make sure that I take time out to maintain my sanity. And I don't think that, oh, I'm going to do it later in life. I really prioritize my feelings and what I want to do, my passions. And I th- make sure that I take time out for what I truly enjoy doing.
0: Hmm. That's that's a pretty great answer. I with With you, you were saying about, you know, there is no balance in life. There there was one more person, Uh, I did an episode with this guy, his name is Eric Bedell, and uh, we we did an amazing session on career change. And in in that episode, he said that it's not work-life balance, but it's work-life blend. And you have to blend it so well that somewhere you have to prioritize and somewhere you have to let go as well, because, you know, we have, we all have one life. And if we are keeping our expectations high that, you know, we are going to cover all the things, it's not possible. We are into
1: very beautiful thing. I think the one thing that I've truly learned in the last three, four years of my journey is the art of letting go because, you know, you have so many expectations, forget what others are expecting out of you. I think these individuals have so many expectations from our own self. Like I feel that Oh, I need to be the best mother at my child's school. I also be need to be the best entrepreneur out there. I need to be the best at everything, you know. Mm. I had I have to have read the latest book. No, it doesn't work that way. You right. can't have so many expectations when you're spreading yourself out so thin. When there are fifteen things that you're managing at a single moment, you're not going to be an expert at all fifteen. You can wow. be an expert at any one at one point of time, but nobody can be an expert at all at all times. So you wow. need to let go. Okay, okay, this was my priority right now and I gave it my all. But this is my priority right now and I'm going to give it my all here. So, you know, also guilt. Guilt is something that I'm still, I'm still not settled with. Frankly, I live in a lot of guilt and I've gotten better but and I'm sure uh, all women and even some men might uh, agree that uh, and especially as Indians we carry a lot of guilt. Oh, I mummy ke saath aaj nahi bache, aaj yahan nahi gaye, mein itna nahi kara, bacho ko itna nahi dekha There's Always the guilt of not having done enough, even after you've done the best you could, even yeah. then that guilt is always there with you. Yeah. Oh, I could have done more. I'm sure you face it too. You're always also thinking, you know, Are, I could have done this more for my work of my life. So I think guilt management is a very major task that I think all of us need lessons on.
0: Wow, that's 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 a great answer. I mean, guilt management, uh, I have never heard about it and I never have even thought about it. But yeah, I mean, we all feel guilt somewhere. So tell me one thing, Priya, like you mentioned it pretty well about the guilt management. Is there something which, uh, you know, you are doing? Currently, you mentioned that you haven't been able to manage it. But is there something which you are trying to do to you know manage that guilt every time you don't do something?
1: Yes, I am. So when I was actually a lot more guilty, even two years ago, I mm-hmm. was living in perpetual guilt of now having become a bad mother because I was not spending as much time with my kids. And right. then when I was at work, uh, having the guilt of, oh, I'm not giving 100% to my work. And then in middle of these things, of course, I truly forgotten myself. Hmm. so there was no me time happening so I was in living in perpetual guilt and I feel everybody every area of my life I felt was just complaining I felt I'm not saying they were I felt that you know I was being like you know oh I'm not doing because they were not the ones actually complaining I think the complaint was coming from me was stemming from me right so which is why all the guilt. and um, what really helped me is understanding letting go that is I said what you said is so important letting go I let go of the expectations that I was that I was having from myself. Hmm. That if my child is doing a project, he does not have to be the best at it every single time. Right. He can be as good as he is and that's okay. You know, hmm. if I'm working the best I can do, I cannot be the best at everything every time. But if I've given it my best at that moment and whatever the outcome, I need to understand. I need to let go after I've done something, Right. And in middle of all of that, take out time for myself to maintain my sanity. It's a constant struggle that I'm actually going through in my everyday life. Consciously, every time I get into that guilt trap and I realize, oh, I'm feeling guilty. I instantly wake up and I'm like, okay, no, that's not a road I'm going to go down on. Um, I, I reflect why I'm guilty. And if I feel, okay, I made a mistake somewhere, then I'm like, okay, I've made a mistake. I accept it, but I move on. I'm not hmm. going to live with the guilt of that mistake. I made it. I've accepted it. But I'm going to move on and not let that guilt spoil the other moments that are yet to come in my life.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing, Priya. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to try that in my life and implement that in my life as well. Because, uh, you know, as a business analyst in the professional world, a podcaster and a passionate world of mine, and uh, being a son, uh, you know, it, it, it really takes a lot out of me as well. And sometimes even I go down the road of guilt, but I feel this little suggestion of yours, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and implement that. And audience, I would also would request you, I would say that if you think that this is the guilt which you are facing, make sure to try this out and see if that works out for you, right? I mean, it, 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 it did work out for Priya. It might work out for me, but it might not work out for you. But you always have to try before judging it well, whether it's going to work out or not. So, make sure to try that. And I'm pretty sure you will find a piece out of it if not the result, that you tried no, that something. Is
1: result. I also feel it's it's a constant struggle. It's not like, oh, <laughs> I've got it. I've not got it. I've of
0: just,
1: I've, I've just uh, agreed that there is a problem. Hmm. Now that I know there is a problem, I'm working towards a solution as is everybody else. We
0: right. just need
1: to first accept that, okay, this is the problem that I'm
0: facing. Wonderful. However, Priya, you know, taking the detour over here a bit, I wouldn't say detour. But taking our topic on the next level as well, because, you know, there are most men out there who has this, a lot of guilt, I would say. Obviously, there are women out there as well, okay, who are working really hard, uh, you know, like some, some of them are even working in the corporates where, you know, they are working like, it's not 9 to 5 or 8 to 5, but it's 9 to 9 and 9 to 12 at night as well. And during this period, any corporate employee who is working is always in guilt that damn, I'm not able to give time to my family. Right. And this happens for both, both the gender, I would say, you know, regardless of men or women, I, I mentioned men before, but this happens to both whoever works in the corporate industry. So for them, what would you suggest if there is a work life, blending okay I would say or if there is something which they have to let go okay sometimes for work and sometimes for family what would you suggest to them because most of the times okay like if there is an important project they have to work on weekends as well so that is something which really kills them it it has been killing me as well uh you know a few days back where I was working on an important project. So what mm-hmm. suggestion would you like to give to those corporate employees who are working really hard to just, you know, survive and so that their family can, uh, you know, eat two meals in a day? Um,
1: I completely understand where you're coming from. And it's not easy when you put in those long hours, 100% not easy. I completely relate to that pain. Um, but also, I think um, when we are going through that pain, we need to realize why we're going through it, why it's important to go through it, right? right. Uh, success is not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's a ladder that we climb one by one. When you've started a business or you're at a job, you're not going to become the CEO of a company on day one. This right. is the hard work that you need to put in. At the same time, if you have a guilt, oh, that you're not spending enough time with your parents, your parents don't actually need hours of your time. They hmm. truly need those two minutes of your undivided attention. And that's all that they need. Your kids don't need you all the time. At least older kids don't need you all the time. They just need to feel that they're being heard and listened to. And that literally takes minutes or seconds. Uh, it does not take that much that that much amount of time per se. Hmm. So if you're really busy at work, what I would suggest is take out that quality time. Like a two-minute phone call to your mother, a two-minute phone call to your partner, or just to let them know how much you appreciate them and how much you love them and how much you love the fact that they're understanding your needs of being busy at your work right now. Mm. And I think appreciating them rather than expecting them to appreciate you that you're working so hard for us. No, you appreciating them that, you know, thank you so much for understanding that I need to prioritize my work. So I think you've given their feelings respect Mm. where at the same time, you are letting go of your guilt of not having spent time with them so wow. i think uh, understanding that and i think in the same way uh, if the relationship is just with yourself if you think you're not spending enough time with yourself and you need to do something for yourself literally something that makes you happy you do that even for 10 minutes hmm. you know you don't have to do something for an hour you know it whatever makes you happy like working out or reading or listening to music or watching something or uh, playing an instrument whatever makes you happy all you need to do is do it for those ten to fifteen minutes, but do it dedicatedly without any disturbances. Wow! And the happiness that that's going to give you will really last. And though, see, oh, everybody needs to work hard, and there is no other road to success without hard work, right? Yeah. But also know that that hard work is not every day. It's not going to be that. Oh, I'm going to be working all weekends for the next thirty years of my life. Firstly, if you are doing that, mm. then so then you're. Then you need to change something needs to get, you need right. to change your either your profession or the way you work. But of course, at the beginning of your career, you'll have to work hard. That's a given.
0: Wow. That that that's a fantabulous answer, Priya. Because I was, you know, like I was I'm smiling right now as well, uh, while listening to you. The reason for that is I completely relate with it because the moment you said that, do something for yourself which makes you happy and from past i would say a month i wasn't recording a podcast and today is the first podcast after a month okay so you know that it says makes me really happy and you know actually recognizing that after you said it is completely completely you're a different you're a thing.
1: natural at it ah. you, you're a natural with the podcast you need to keep doing it
0: <laughs> i i know i know but sometimes i just forget you know i'm yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so sorry i i just get you know oh, Overwhelmed sometimes, anyways. (laughs) You know, going ahead, this is something which I wanted to ask, but it's quite a sensitive topic over here, which I'm going to take. And that topic is something you being a woman entrepreneur, okay, being financial independent. Mm. Okay, I feel this is a right question. You are the person, you are the right person to ask this question as well. Okay, Mm. when you know, there is a saying between genders, I would say. And now I'm actually getting into that. Mm-hmm. That most of the people are saying nowadays that, you know, uh, his money is our money. But my money is my money or her money is her money. Right? Mm-hmm. What would you like to say about that? Like, you, even you you are married, you have two kids, you are financially independent now, you have your own business. Mm-hmm what would you like to say about this statement, which nowadays is really populated?
1: First and foremost, I, I would uh, want to address that there's a big taboo of women talking about money. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people are not comfortable with women discussing and wanting to earn money. I, mean, I know scenarios are changing. But even now, it's not normal for women to talk money. Right. Okay. And They might, uh, people are okay till they talk about it to a certain extent, but they can't be talking about hardcore money, right? Hmm. Uh, It makes people uncomfortable. So that's the elephant in the room that I want to address. I, uh, and when people say that, you know, there is a difference between a man and a woman. And the difference is this, that when you have a son, you expect him to earn. He has Hmm. no option but to earn money for you, Hmm. right? A Hmm. woman has no such expectations given to her. She might want to earn. Mostly, I'm not saying this is not a standard norm for all societies. And of course, uh, times are really changing and everybody is out there today. But even then, it's not a norm for a woman to earn.
0: Right. Hmm.
1: Which is why the little money that she has is her savings,
0: Hmm.
1: right? Hmm. Or is something that has been given to her as a protection for herself. So, of course, that money is her money, right? Hmm. And if she's not financially independent and only her husband is working, then of course, his money is her money too. It, which is why the saying comes in but i really and truly believe that women need to be financially independent not just have some savings and not just uh they, if they don't want to be actively i'm not judging housewives at all and saying that oh no everybody needs to be out there in the workforce right. uh, you might not want to be completely working and earning your own money then generate the passive income Hmm. wherein you don't have to go out there every day and work but you have an income stream coming in maybe from the stock market or from rent or from any other aspect Uh, there are many many avenues today from where you can generate a passive income Hmm. but a woman needs to have an income that is coming directly to her and why I feel that is very important is I've seen so many friends stuck in relationships which they don't want which I feel they, they wouldn't have been in if they were financially independent. If they had because just because they feel that they cannot afford a certain lifestyle on their own, they continue sticking with the man who's not good for them, but then is providing yeah. them that lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think women and a lot of women after they get married for some reason, they lose that self-confidence that uh, that they'll be able to provide for themselves or at least or mm-hmm. they'll be able to provide for themselves the manner in which they're used to living. Mm-hmm. So I think what really the paradigm shift that needs to come in into society is today, that uh, I know, we have these big lavish weddings and all of that. In spite of everything, women need to be taught that you need to be financial independent. There has to be an active and a passive income, whatever has to be coming in for the woman too, hmm. right? Hmm. Uh, it is the duty of the girl's father and uh, the girl's father and the mother to make sure that she understands the need for this. It is hmm. the woman's job to make sure that she is doing it. And then it is the husband's job in the future to make sure that he protects and promotes that. Even if you have a husband or parents who don't understand this whole concept, I feel mm. women wake up, you understand it. Please mm. don't put this blame on, oh, my husband doesn't get it or my father doesn't get it or my mother doesn't get it. Doesn't matter who gets it or who doesn't get it. Wake up, find a way and go do this for yourself. Mm. It's going to be life-changing. I was I was never told when I started work, I was... You know, uh, it was
0: like,
1: oh, I'm And I'm like, time hmm. pass. Uh, uh-huh. passions hmm. I'm
0: actually
1: working to earn money.
0: Hmm. And
1: people weren't comfortable when I said that, that I'm working to earn money. They're like, okay, why do you, like, you know, uh, it was, it was, it's not something I can say openly. When a man says, oh, I work to earn money, he's applauded on. But I think if a woman says, I work to earn money, she's hmm. not looked upon in the same way. So I think that shift needs to come in. Hmm. And that shift will only come in when women start seeing themselves that way. I feel right. it's not men who are victimizing women most of the time. I think who it's women who are victimizing themselves.
0: Hmm. True. That's wonderfully said. That that was a fantabulous answer. Like, women's are not taught. To earn money and that's the reason uh somewhere it is said that her money is her money but for a person like you okay who is now financially independent what would you do in in such a situation where you know there is would would you share equal opportunity with your husband with equal responsibility with your husband to actually contribute to the family survival and family's needs, or you would say that, you know, like my money is my money and I would like to, you know, keep it for my savings. What what would you like to say about that?
1: So I truly believe that when, when women are talking about feminism now and it's become a big topic and that mm. women need to be given equal opportunities, that's what is being said.
0: Right. I completely
1: agree women need to be given equal opportunities, but I think it's very, very important that women take on equal responsibilities. Wow. Along with equal opportunities. It's just not about the opportunities that's been given to them. It's about how much they're also willing to take on. Right. Mm. So I do contribute equally to the financial mm. system. I don't believe that my money is my money and his money is also my money. No.
0: Of course. It's yeah.
1: our money, my money. And as much as his money is my money, my money is also now his money. Hmm. We're, we're an equal unit that comes in together so it's a joint effort now that we do may may be towards our uh, children's education or to our family life or towards business everything is a combined effort for by both of us
0: hmm wow that's that's really amazing and i really like that part as well, where, uh, you know, you say that, you know, when the woman is saying about, you know, feminism is all about equal opportunities. It's also about equal responsibilities. I, I really love that statement. And I feel I'm going to uh, use that statement uh, elsewhere as well. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I I really enjoyed the entire process over here, where we, where you talked about, the equal responsibility. I think that segment itself is going to break the internet. At at least that's what I would hope for. (laughs) Anyways, uh, you know, going ahead, I am pretty sure this is, you know, going to be my last question. And that would be if people wants to get connected with you, if people wants to know more about Emprial. if people wants to know more about you and people wants to take some guidance from you related to entrepreneurial journey, how can they find you and how could they get connected to you?
1: Very easy. Social media. I think uh, all our lives are connected on social media. Um, we have an Instagram page, Uh, You can reach me through that or you can directly write an email to me at EmprialJaipur@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And I, I uh, being a woman who started an entrepreneurial journey after having both my kids, I know the push that was required uh, mm. to get out there to put yourself, you know, when you're sitting at home, uh, not working, um, it's, you know, life is easy, it's comfortable, right? Mm. And then when you're sitting in that comfort, and then you think that, oh, I need to go out there and work. It's of course, uh, you're putting yourself out there for judgment. And right. um, constant thought in your mind is always that oh I'm going to fail oh I'm going to fail and it's going to be a public failure and you're not comfortable with that so the first step is actually the most difficult
0: Hmm. and
1: not this is not just for women even for men this is for any human being who's wanting to try anything new always remember the first step is the most difficult like how it is for a baby you know the first few steps are the most difficult and once they get a hang of the first few steps they're actually running all the time wow it's the same for us uh, any human being, you have any new adventure, any new thing that you want to try out in life, take the plunge, take it consistently for two to three times, your body gets used to it, you get used to it and then it becomes like walking. It comes wow. naturally.
0: That's That's a really great statement, uh, uh, Priya. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think this is something which we all need to understand that take that first step, learn during the process. And I would say this, that uh, even pooja maheshwari who who actually came on this show uh, who she she actually said that that perfection is a myth so yeah. you know don't go for perfection uh, just try to take that first step and learn during the process and i feel you know you both are on the same page as well and uh, i i think we all have to understand that taking first step is really really important and if you're not taking that first step, you are doing injustice with yourself because you don't know what are the things which you can do by yourself and you're not giving yourself a chance. Opportunity
1: right? lost, right?
0: Yes, yes. It's an opportunity lost. So make sure to do that.
1: You also really yes. um, mentioned puja i want to thank you aditya for doing this for me and i want to thank uh, pooja and vaatsalya they my brother and sister in law this was this podcast is actually a gift to me uh, on my birthday given to them uh, by given by them to me they know my love for talking and they thought what better than actually professionally having to talk uh, they and they, they understood that It was very very sweet of them to approach you on my behalf and uh, gift this to me i think it's a uh, truly memorable gift that I'm going to cherish always and thank you Aditya for uh, making this such a memorable moment for me.
0: Always uh, Priya I've been uh, people remembering personality development podcast it itself a huge gift for me as well so thank you for saying that. And uh, with that being said, audience, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you think that this episode and this podcast adds value in your life, then make sure to share it with your loved ones as well. This is Aditya Mehta along with Priya Maheshwari signing off from this episode. See you in the next one. Till then, peace out.